Hi, my name is Nikki. My name is Charlie. And you're listening to Bed Bed Crime Crime Stories. Stories, a weekly true crime podcast where we pour ourselves a drink and take turns telling each other the stories that keep us up at night. Boop, boop. Woo. It sounds the same every single week, so I figured I'd switch it up a little bit. Thank you. Um, Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hello. We've been getting some really beautiful messages in our yeah inboxes and it's 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 actually really nice yeah we've been getting some really sweet messages from our listeners um in our inbox which of course obviously we ridiculously beyond appreciate so like we get really excited what that is ted lasso that is ted lasso I just said that, so my buddy. I haven't even watched it yet. Obsessed. Oh Obsessed. Really like, okay. is it? Is it? What, Obsessed. Okay, what kind of vibes is it on? Um, sorry, we totally just went like a three or one eighty. What vibes is Ted Lasso on? It's. Oh, I don't know if it's something I should watch with my boyfriend if he'd appreciate it. Or so I think everybody would appreciate Ted Lasso. To me personally, I think Ted Lasso is the perfect combination of all different types of humor. So it's. Um, like, there's a ton of cursing in it because it's filmed in, in the UK. So of course they're like, and it's, they're supposed to be soccer or I'm sorry, football hooligans. So of course they curse a lot and, you know, Wait, has been out for a while? It has been out for a while. It debuted, um, in summer of 2020. The second season just finished. Okay. Then my boyfriend does watch this. Yes. I think he's trying to get me to watch it and I think I fell asleep during it. You're insane. But I'll probably, okay, well I need to go back and rewatch it because- I'm just one of those people. I did that with The Office, too. I see. Oh, you don't like The Office? I was going to say, I hate saying it out loud because then I get, what do you mean you don't like The Office? I don't like it. I tried. I watched the entire show, literally from start to finish. You too? Oh, no. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I was like, I thought you were agreeing. I was like, Jovi likes The Office. I can't. I cannot get into it. It took me a while to get into it. But I mean, I also feel that way. Like, one of my favorite shows is The Walking Dead. Mm. And it... When it first, when I first started watching it, I was like, "This is fucking slow." Yeah, but it's like I think it's like I'm one of those people that I have to like continuously. I have try. found this is the thing that I found is a, um, a pretty regular uh, thing for me. I don't find humor in people being mean to each other for the sake of being mean. So like, I find there are characters in the office who are mean to one another for no reason like and i i i hate steve carell's character so much um he's an awful human being and actually most of the people on that show are awful human beings and they're so mean to each other in real life no 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 oh show they're so mean to each other like i don't find that funny i i will tell you this is another thing that people usually completely are so shocked to hear this and i we might lose listeners when i say this i don't like the movie bridesmaids Oh my gosh. I think that that movie is I may just awful. pack up my stuff and leave now. <laughs> I just they're so mean to each other. They're oh, see, so I find it I find it so funny other. like when she poops in the middle of the street cuz I was like I can I can feel mm. that. Just certain I things. Just, I hate that. I hate watching people be mean to one another. Yeah. For humor. Mean for mean's sake. Yeah. And I think that's the thing with Ted Lasso is it's just there's not there's so much kindness in the show like at the in every single episode no matter even if somebody's being mean to somebody else by the time that episode's over they figured out like why they're mean and now you understand them better and then there's all this extra kindness and love and cursing and football and very handsome men 
very handsome men with great accents. And Jason Sudeikis is phenomenal in it. Yes, it's great. Ted Lasso is Ted Lasso is up there in probably it has now gotten into like my top five to ten favorite shows of all time. My entire oh, life. Damn. Yeah. Like it's like up there with Buffy, Shits Creek. It's up there to, to the top. Speaking of Buffy, we finally... I will always speak of Buffy <laughs> whenever you want to. <laughs> it kind of has to do with Buffy. And not, anyway, I finally, finally finished Big Bang Theory. <gasps> okay. Like the last yeah. episode. Okay. Have you watched it? I have not. <sighs> then I, I'm not going to ruin okay, it. Okay, yeah, don't ruin it for me. Um, I, because I, I'm a very big Big Bang fan. Me too. But I didn't watch the last two seasons until recently because just a lot of stuff was going on. I cried like a baby. Yeah. It was very, it was, it was good. It yeah. It was good. And now I can't talk to you about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> so never Yes, no. Um, yeah, Buffy is my favorite show of all time. Of all time. Takes the cake. But, um, yeah, Ted Lasso's up there, man. It's the best. Highly recommend. If you're I'm not watching Ted Lasso, I'm like, missing out. What's my top five i will say i describe it to people and i said this to jovi when i was telling her you have to watch it i feel like i have a crush on it like it's a person the way that i feel about the show like i can't stop thinking about it i talk about it all the time i just that's all i want to talk about is ted lasso it just it makes me happy it makes me smile it's a great show it is a good show okay the characters are very enjoyable i'll Mm -hmm. go home i'll give it another try yes Mm -hmm. yeah He's here, he's there, he's every fucking weird. Roy Kent. Roy Kent. High five, Tree. Uh, High five, Tree. Uh, All right, so, um, with all of that said, (laughs) um, we are going to go ahead and turn over to Nikki for tonight's true crime headlines. All right, so my first one is from AP News, and it says that it was posted yesterday, which would have been the 19th 19th of October. I think 19th of October is correct. So... It says, Texas nurse convicted of killing four men with air injections. That's awful. Yeah. It says, a Texas nurse was convicted Tuesday of capital murder and the deaths of four patients who died after prosecutors, I don't know why I'm saying, having a hard time saying that, say he injected them with air following heart surgeries. Oh my God. Yeah. It says, um... The guy's name is William uh, George Davis. He was accused of injecting air into four patients' arteries after they underwent heart surgery at the uh, Christus Trinity Mother Francis Hospital in Tyler in 2017 and 2018. Wow. Yeah. And it says, during recovery from their surgeries, the four suffered unexplained neurological problems and died. Wow. But it doesn't say... Like, his defense is basically saying, like, it wasn't him. It was wrong. Like, he was just there at the wrong time. Interesting. Yeah. So. That's crazy. Yeah. And then this one. Have you guys seen what is happening in Missouri? No, I was just seeing how this one wrote. Because it's jelly. Oh, jelly. You're fine. Uh, Have you guys seen what's happening in Missouri? It's, like, all over TikTok, but it's not over the news. What's happening in Missouri? What's happening in Missouri? And uh, so this is from 13KRCG. This was posted on October 2nd. Investigation continues into missing Lebanon woman as rumors swirl on social media. 
So it says, as bizarre rumors of cannibalistic behavior and multiple murder victims flooded social media Saturday, authorities had confirmed little about a missing woman and two suspects now under arrest in uh, South Central Missouri. You haven't seen I any did of this, this one. I did this true crime headline Wait, a couple did? weeks ago, didn't I? It's, it's the two creepy weird. dudes. It's the two like oh, creepy did old you? dudes. Unless I was going to do it, and then no. I went, I'm never doing it. I don't think you did. I oh, okay. Just, I was like, I may have like just talked about it and then never did it. I maybe I read uh, it and okay. didn't do it because I'm like, I do know this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, Isn't that shit crazy? Those dudes are creepy as fuck. And that's what like. So when I think of human trafficking, not only do I think of like sexual, right, like, like the sex trade or right. sex trade. I think of people like this who kidnap people and like literally he like skins people and then sells their meat to like buyers and they found this woman i guess there was a photo of her Mm -hmm. and she was in like a dog cage it's fucking crazy oh my god this is why i have anxiety and i'm i'm a little thick so i'm gonna be like you know people want to want to eat me. Is that crazy That's- though? So it says uh, federal authorities ramped up their search for 33 year old uh, Cassidy Rainwater. Investigators said two men held Rainwater in a cage on Moon Valley Road near Le- uh, Le- Lebanon. Lebanon. Yeah. Uh, neighbor Bob H- Hosolo. Sure. Yeah. Is thankful his family is safe. He said, it's a horrible deal. All I know is that living this close all these years, God had a protecting hand on some of us around here. Mm. I mean, it's crazy just because I'm like, this is happening and I don't see it like on national news. I feel like that's something that like. Yeah. Like even when I was searching for the article because I kept seeing it on TikTok, I was like, how the hell is this not like on CNN or USA Today? That was like the story that I did last week about the girl who got attacked at university of delaware like yeah i only knew that that happened because there was a women's march at university of delaware and i saw it on tiktok me too so I, like, yeah i actually sought out the article to read about it because it's not on the news yeah. and like not that you know it is what it is you know obviously you're not going to be able to put every horrible thing that happens in the nation on the on national news because there's terrible things that happen all the time yeah but it's just like those are i feel like those are big it's like a fucking cannibal man yeah oh so, I'm never going, sorry if anybody lives in Missouri, but, like, I don't think I ever want to visit Missouri at this point. It's just not right now. Not till they get their cannibalism problem yeah. on the wraps. Because, I mean, think about it. I mean, that person's selling meat to who? Who knows? To who? I will never... F- okay, so That this- is, like, a dark web, scary, scary thing that I want to act like doesn't exist. That's, like, nightmares of my dreams. When I used to... Uh, before I moved where I am now, I lived in a smaller town, and... I used to go out to a couple of the local bars with uh, friends of mine. And there was always this dude that would show up. It was the same guy. He would like go to random bars and he would sell homemade jerky. Ooh. And my friends would buy it and eat the jerky. And like, you want some? Like, that's people. I am telling you right now, you're eating people. There's no way for you to know that that's not a human being. This is some random guy who's making jerky in his garage. It's people jerky and you're eating it. And everybody's like, oh, whatever, blah, blah. I'm like, mark my fucking words. One day, some there's going to be a news article that comes out about a person who has made human jerky. And I will tell you all, I fucking told you so. People jerky. And they're like, oh, this is teriyaki. I'm like, yeah, it's oh, teriyaki God. Tony. <laughs> so that oh, is, my God. that's a human being. It's, I don't, I don't know. Whoa. Like, I just, I don't understand 
how people's brains yeah. are like, that sounds good. Like, I can't even eat fucking veal. Because I'm like, it's a baby cow. Yeah. I don't eat food that was made at other people's houses unless I've ever been to their house before. Because I need to see, like, where you live in. Am I eating the food that you're cooking me? We had this one back in the day when I used to work. Um, people, I think I've mentioned it before. Like, I work in banking. And it was when I was still, like, in the branch side of things. We had this person come in once and give one of our, one of my coworkers homemade chili that he made and I looked at her I'm like you're not eating that right she's like hell no I'm not eating that I'm like that is so gross I could just imagine like stirring it with oh. his forearm like mm, she's gonna love this like it's so gross people mm-hmm. are so gross oh people are gross no I, I know people are gross right I'm like, talking about people eating other people yes. like and was that chili human being meat who knows but either way gross I will say I don't like making anything at my house and bringing it anywhere because I have four animals yes and I have that fear of because when I eat I get there's I get, dog fur in my food every I get well, yeah I have fur in my in my food sometimes I even have my boyfriend's beard hair sometimes yeah. I have my hair it just it is what it is it happens right. and so like I am that person that's like, I'm like, oh, okay. But I'm like, I could only, I would be horrified if yes. I like made something and brought it to someone. Well, Nikki, you know this. We worked together on the same team once upon a time. I yeah. always brought in plates, napkins, and cups, baby. Whenever there was some sort of potluck, I'm like, your girl's bringing the plates, napkins, and cups. Yeah. I'm not being responsible for undercooking, overcooking something. I don't I'm, want the rumors to go around that I poison people. So I will Health say, enough. I would always make the queso. Yes. But only because it's we... Pre, and it's pre-packaged stuff that you're putting in Alveda. the bowl. Yeah. yeah. So it was just like... But I mean, we would always end up eating half of it anyways yes. before it went anywhere else. That's true. That's also true. So I'm just like, no. But I've, I've gotten on that that plate of like, I'm bringing uh, plates and... I'm the paper goods gal. And then like now chips. Chips. Yeah, chips or sodas. Yeah. I'm also good for that too. But, oh, but yeah. people's houses are gross. Sorry to other people that are listening <laughs> oh, to Oh no, this. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. I, don't I mean, eat, I, I don't will say, for the most part, I will eat food at other people's houses. I mean, maybe if I don't know them, I, I, I don't know. I don't think I'd be going to people's houses if I didn't know them, though. I will tell you, you ever take me to, like, a company potluck? Watch what I eat. I'm eating anything that came directly from the store. A cake from the store. I will not eat something that came from a person's house unless I have been to their house before. I mean, you've had my cookies. Yeah. Dog hair was probably... In well, yeah, but that's different. I've been to your house. Like, I know, you know your dogs. Yeah. I've, I've kissed your dogs on yeah. their faces. I've eaten your dog's hair that's voluntarily like Mo- by smooshing on them. If Molly was to give me a kiss and I'd be like, okay, it's fine if you have your hair yeah. on my food. Like, it's yeah. whatever. I don't care. It's that, And, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I need to be at your house first and know your... Your cleaning habits. dirtiness. Yeah. Before I can gauge whether or not I'm going to be in your food at a potluck. Yeah. yeah. So if you're clean, you're in the clear. If not, you should probably... Let me come and scope out your kitchen, Sitch, and then you can make me whatever you want to make me. I mean, I am that weird person that I clean behind my oven every month. Believe me, I'm not the world's best housekeeper. You guys, we're literally in my house right now. You know I am not the world's best housekeeper. So I'm not, like, one to talk about how I have the world's cleanest house. That's not what it is. I just need to know that you're not schkeeven and mixing crap with your forearms. (laughs) Do you got spatulas in there? Yeah. Like, do you have the adequate cooking utensils that you're not... Or are you, like, taking a spoon, tasting it, and then going back (gasps) in with the spoon? Oh, my God, no. Like, I don't want to make out with you. Fuck that. I don't know you. Not... Yeah, no, I'm... 
I'm one of those people that, like, even when we did our housewarming party, everything had its individual things. And I washed my hands after I made every single mm-hmm. thing because because of the fact that I have animals. Because I was yeah. like, I don't want hair in all of yeah. this. And, like, I wash all the bowls before I put anything in them. But I will tell you, man, no, no potluck COVID times has been the best times for me. Charlie oh. has been loving the fact that everything has to be individually packaged. Oh, I mean, yeah, that is nice. It's fucking great. I do, I do enjoy that. Yeah. Well, I will say this. Oh, sorry. By no, that's fine. By walking through my doors, you're agreeing to eating dog hair. Like, oh yeah, no, for yeah. sure. Like, but no, I get what you're saying. But yeah. And I, I expect that going to my friend's house that have yeah. animals because right. you can't help it. It right. happens. It like, floats yeah. in it the air. It floats like the air will kick on and it'll flee. Yeah. And right in your food. I, yeah. I have gotten to the point that I have such a clean play. That even still, after I get done cleaning, there's still dog hair. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, and I'm talking about like, I pulled the whole entire couch apart. It gets washed. The Roomba's going. I vacuum dust. Mm-hmm. And then there's still tumbleweeds. And there's still, yeah. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. I have two shepherds. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. They're the worst. Yeah, man. I don't know. People are gross. <sighs> yeah, oh, sorry. Just, hey, people are gross and dirty. That's where we went with cannibalism. <laughs> like I said, all I'm saying is don't eat people jerky. Because you never know where they bought that meat from. Because they could be buying it from this cannibal's freezer. Well, I mean, I feel like this guy's... I feel like he's probably selling it on the dark web. Because I feel like that would be... Like, human meat... I just I feel like I have go this really for, weird feeling you wouldn't have to look very far to find somebody who wants to eat I human don't, flesh. Well, I mean... Isn't that why, uh, like, COVID started over someone eating a bat? Is that what was originally said? Well, that's completely, said? that's completely different. Oh, okay. That's different. That's, I don't think I would yeah. eat a bat, though, either. Mm-mm. I'm like a chicken, turkey, if I'm adventurous, beef. Yeah. I'm very basic. Yeah, no. Sorry. All right. I don't know. Talking about that literally just made me, like, beef on fire. Yeah, like, grossed gross. out. Gross. Was that both your headlines? I don't do headlines. Yeah. I do headlines No, next I week. said, was that her? Oh, both of the headlines. Yeah, 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 yeah. those are my headlines. I forgot the first one already. Ah! <laughs> Wait, hold on. Air. air. The air thing. That's right. Air. We got so involved with the cannibalism one that I'm It like, overtakes. That's why I did a second, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, the air that's, one. That was still That's horrible. why I did a second, because that one yeah. was like... Yeah. Cannibalism, man. It's real. It's fucking scary. <gasps> Burf. Mm-hmm. Woof. I'm sweating thinking about it. <laughs> All right. Man, oh, man. Okay. All right, so Charlie. So, here we go, man. It is time for our uh, bed crime story this evening. So, my sources for today's bed crime story, of course, Wikipedia. Of course. Um, I have a couple of articles. Uh, one is an article from The New Yorker called How Anna Dev- uh, Delvey Tricked New York's Party People <gasps> by Jessica Pressler. Oh, the next so one excited. is an article from Harper's Bazaar, uh, Rachel... Deloach Williams, how I conned, by, how I was conned by fake heiress Anna Delvey. What is wrong with me? By Ella Alexander, and then a 2020 episode. You know how I love those guys. Uh, season 43, episode 35, the Sinfluencer of Soho. Ah, ah, I loved that. Ah, 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 the Sinfluencer ah. of Soho. All right. So, like, I've recently started to dive into the world of con artists. And, like, I think it's one of those things where I've always kind of been interested in the world of con artists. But I I feel as though it might have a little... It's almost like the other side of my obsession with cults, right? Mm. It's, It's that manipulation and who is feeding into this? Who are they able to trap in their webs, you know? And, of course, there's a lot of different famous cons. You have, like, Fire Festival... 
Um, like the podcast Dirty John is about a romance scammer, uh, Bernie Madoff, and you know my favorite Lou Pearlman, <laughs> which I could talk for hours about the sins of Lou Pearlman. I mean, like literally could, but um, but I digress. So obviously, like I I find this stuff fascinating, and again, I really do connect it with that cult mindset of what is this person saying to you that is making you believe what they have to say when it's all smoke and mirrors, right? And now obviously there is, it runs the gambit from minor to extreme to the point of people not just losing money, but losing their lives. The one that I'm going to be telling you guys about today is not that extreme, but it is definitely kooky. So I'm going to tell you the story of wannabe socialite Anna Delvey. So Anna Delvey first uh, came to New York City when she was 22 years old in the summer of 2013. So she arrived in the U.S. from overseas. Um, She was living in Paris at the time, um, working as an intern for a French fashion magazine called Purple. So she was over in New York to attend New York Fashion Week. Um, as part of her job. So she decides that she wants to stay in New York because she found it easier to make friends here. So it was easier for her to socialize here. I don't know if it was the fact that there was more people her age or what have you, but she was more comfortable um, in Manhattan and she was able to transfer to Purple's New York office. So it seemed to, you know, kind of worked out really well for Anna. And Anna was quickly like everywhere. She was at all the right parties. She was friends with all the right people. She was wearing all the right clothes. Like she was just very quickly seen by the it crowd right so she was introduced to a man named michael huang um he was a young and debonair collector and founder of beijing's m woods museum so the two of them became very very good friends very very quickly and anna suggests to michael that they go over overseas together they go on a trip to venice so Michael thinks it's a little weird because Anna asked him to book the plane tickets in the hotel on his credit card. But um, we have a quote from him that says, but I was like, okay, whatever. And, uh, you know, it was also strange that during their time there in Venice, Anna only ever paid with cash. She only tipped with cash. And then after they got back, she seemed to forget that she had agreed to pay him back for the hotel and the flight. And um, he says, quote, it was not a lot of money, like two or three thousand dollars. Apparently, when you're really rich, that's like two or three bucks. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. And and honestly, after a while, Michael kind of forgot about it, too. (laughs) Like, apparently, when you're super rich, you could just like forget about missing two or three thousand dollars. When someone buys me lunch. I'm like, okay, here's, here's, here's my, like, Mm -hmm. here's my half. Mm -hmm. Like, immediately, because I'm like, I don't want to have to like, yeah. Even if it's a Zala. But yeah, two, three thousand dollars. I know. So, and nobody really thought much of the fact that Anna kind of did things like that often. So she would like call a friend to have her friend put the taxi from the airport on her credit card because Anna like didn't have the credit card to do it. Or she would ask to sleep on someone's couch. Um, There was an instance where she moved into somebody's apartment with an agreement to pay rent and then just didn't pay rent. Um, so it was almost as if she had so much money that she just lost track of her money. So was she actually working still at Purple during this time? At this point, yes, except until the very next sentence where I say, Anna wound up leaving Purple. Oh. <laughs> but oh, during okay. all of this, yeah, she was still but working. But I was like, was she a paid intern? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I have no idea. Anything that I saw did not indicate that she was getting paid for her okay. internship at Purple. Wow. 
So she winds up leaving Purple and went about starting the Anna Delvey Foundation or the ADF with the hopes of opening an exclusive club in Manhattan similar to the Soho House. So the Soho House, if you don't know what that is, it's a group of like a private members only. um, It's basically an art foundation. They have multiple houses around the world. There's about to be one in the Tampa Bay. I wouldn't doubt it. There's one in Miami. There's in the Caribbean. Couple in Manhattan. Couple in L.A. Um, they're all over the place. So she wanted to kind of open something similar, the Anna Delvey Foundation. And it was going to be, like I said, like an art fund that also had places for people to stay and socialize and um, rent out space to have gallery openings and shit like that, right? Cool. So she also had plans to eventually have multiple locations of the ADF. So LA, London, Hong Kong, and Dubai. Uh, She was 25 years old when she decided that this was going to be her goal and her trust fund was available to her. So she's like, you know what? What better way to spend it, right? So she finds the perfect location, six floors of the historic Church Missions House on the corner of Park Ave and East 22nd Street. Um, The space was 4,600, I'm sorry, 46,000 square feet. And she started to pitch her idea to wealthy Manhattanites in order to help with funding. So she was in need of about $25 million in addition to the $25 million she said she was financing straight from her trust fund. So for a total of $50 million for this club. Huh. Yeah. Can I just get like 300000 I know, for real. I'd be sad. Just like, honestly, I don't even need to set them out. Pay off my debt. Actually, and like, then like, I'll just continue from yeah. where I'm at now. Like, yeah, I'll keep yeah, working, yeah. whatever. Just pay my, yeah. get me at zero, and then I'm good. That's what I want, yeah. Yeah. So, Anna secures representation from a big-time real estate lawyer who got her in touch with several large financial institutions. Um, two of the big ones that she was dealing with was one based out in L.A. called City National Bank, and then there was another called Fortress Investment Bank. So this lawyer of hers, real estate lawyer, writes a letter to the financiers on her behalf requesting funds for her, explaining that her plan was to open this this foundation, um, but that her funds are tied up in banks and a trust outside of the U.S. And that's why she needed this financing um, on top of the additional funds that she had. So <clears throat> City National Bank wanted bank statements from these overseas banks to confirm her assets before they just start handing over cash. And they they were sent a list of balances from a man named Peter Henneke. Now, Peter wasn't even a representative from any of the banks. He was, quote, head of her family office. Um, She wound up being able to present bank statements. We find out later that they were fraudulent bank statements. To show that she had um, access to about 60 million euros stored in Swiss bank accounts. And in November of 2016, she admitted these, uh, she submitted these bank statements as part of a loan application for $22 million to City National Bank. So Citibank or City National Bank, however, refused to extend the credit because her. I feel anxious just saying the twenty-two million dollars <laughs> for real, like just alone saying for that, that much. Like, twenty-two like, zero 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 zero. What? How does yeah. she not feel panicky? Because oh, she's a con artist. Um. So they refused to extend credit to her when she failed to provide them with additional bank statements attesting to her Swiss assets. So Anna winds up withdrawing the application and brought the request over to Fortress Investment Group. Now, Fortress agreed to consider the application if Anna paid $100,000 to cover legal expenses relating to the application. So to pay the $100,000, she goes back to City National Bank 
convinces an employee to grant her a temporary overdraft line of credit for that amount on the promise that it will be paid, repaid back quickly. I promise I'll pay. Okay, here's a hundred grand. Um, a director what the fuck is in their <laughs> department for real. A director at Fortress became suspicious of Anna's application because there were some glaring discrepancies in her paperwork. For example, she claimed to be of German heritage, but her passport showed that she was born in Russia. When the director of the bank arranged to verify Anna's assets by meeting the bankers that she was working with in Switzerland, she again withdrew the application in order to prevent further questioning. So the portion of the overdraft line of credit that wasn't spent by Fortress as part of the legal fees was returned back to her totaling $55,000. So of the $100,000, they returned back to her $55,000, the majority of which was spent on clothing and hotel stays. So Anna checks into the 11 Howard Hotel in Soho, uh, February 2017, and quickly became known by the hotel staff as a very generous cash tipper. She frequently gave staff members $100 bills for very simple tasks. They used to, like, fight to bring her stuff to her room. Oh, shit, I would too. Gonna, yeah, because they knew they are going to have 100 bucks out of it. So after management discovered that there was no credit card on file for Anna, they insisted that she settle her $30,000 bill. What? $30,000 thousand dollar bill how long was she there at this point i'm not a hundred percent sure but the room that she was staying in was estimated to be about four hundred dollars a night and she was planning on being there for a month so i don't know how long it was that she was there at this point oh i'm like but you figure also on top of that it's like charging up room charges so like well yeah room service and and drinks and Mm -hmm. that's Okay, I took 30,000 and divided by 400 to see how many days that would be. 75. Okay, so then on top of this, so then it wouldn't Probably have been that. Probably about a month, month and a half. Yeah, and then yeah. But then you figure also on top of that, drinks. it's food and drinks. And she's not drinking yeah. like, oh, no. she's not drinking tap water. Bitch is drinking Evian. And then it's not oh. exactly like, I'm going to get that Andre cheap ass champagne. Girls drinking Dom. You know what I'm saying? So anyhow. <laughs> Speaking of which, so they insisted she settle her $30,000 bill. She had a bottle of 1975 Dom Perignon champagne delivered to the concierge desk to try and keep the staff on her side, but hotel policy prevented them from keeping the gift. So she deposits $160,000 worth worth of fraudulent checks into a Citibank account of which she was able to retrieve $70,000 in usable funds. What the the fuck? Because of the float time. And she then wired... How are they not put fucking holes? I know. Then she wired a portion of those funds to Eleven Howard to pay her outstanding bill. Oh, God. Yeah. So, uh, here we go. We get to May. May 2017. Anna is making her way out to Omaha, Nebraska via private jet. So, one of her bankers had gotten her on the list to Warren Buffett's company, Berkshire Hathaway's annual investment conference. So while she was in Omaha, there was continuing problems with her account at 11 Howard. So despite being repeatedly asked by hotel management, Anna still hadn't given the hotel a working credit card. And the charges started to add back up again. Hotel employees changed the code on the lock of Anna's room and put her things in storage. How can they do that? Anna asked when she heard the news. Like, because you're not paying your bill, homie. I'm just surprised that she had like... This amount of money in cash, but she couldn't get approved for a credit card. I, I don't. I, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So Anna successfully convinces um, a charter flight booking service, Blade, to allow her to uh, book the return flight from Omaha back to New York without paying the $35,390 fee up front. Anna sends Blade a forged wire transfer confirmation slip. And um, the company was convinced to extend credit partly because Anna had met the CEO, Rob Weisenthal, at a party. And the executive team believed that she represented an acceptable lending risk. Wow. Weisenthal eventually reported her to the police in August 2017 after repeated failures to pay. 35000 for a private jet. Yeah. Just to, and that's just like the hold on the jet. God only knows like what else you would owe after that. Holy. Yeah. Um, I know. Later in May 2017, inspired by Khloe Kardashian, Anna reserves a $7,000 a night cottage with a private butler at La This is Ma- what I heard. Yeah. Mamounia. Mamounia. Something. I'm sorry. It's awful. But it's like this ridiculous resort palace in Marrakesh, Morocco. And so she brought with her three people. She brought her personal trainer. Uh, Rachel Deloach Williams, who was a very good friend of hers at this point, kind of like was a woman about town with her young girl as well, and uh, also worked as a photo researcher for Vanity Fair. And she also brought with her a videographer who she was hoping would make a behind the scenes documentary about the process of creating her arts foundation while on vacation. So they would wake up to massages, spend their days exploring the souk, they would uh, lounge by the pool. And it was like, definitely a luxurious stay for someone who's just like you know this random chick and a girl who is a photo approver of Vanity Fair yeah. <laughs> like in Olo. so after two days of being in Morocco the personal trainer gets food poisoning and she has to return back to New York oh shit about a week later the trainer receives a phone call from Anna crying still in Morocco and she tells her trainer that there was a problem with her bank the credit cards weren't going through and the hotel was threatening to call the police So after calming Anna down, the trainer asked to speak to the manager and they told the trainer that she was going to get arrested, basically. Yeah. So the trainer was kind of torn about what to do in the situation, but she winds up giving the hotel her credit card number and it failed to go through. So she made some calls to her bank to try and get it approved, but it still wound up failing to go through. She even went the extra mile to call a friend of hers and had her friend give her credit card information to try and, like, save this girl from getting arrested. Um, And then when that failed to go through, the hotel conceded that the problem might have been on their end. So, like, they kind of let it go for a bit, but there were still payment issues. So the hotel charges at this point had grown to, like, $62,000. And once again, hotel management is threatening to call police. So Rachel, the girl that was with her, starts to panic. And she was like, you know, we are two young women in a foreign country. And like, what happens if we wind up in jail in Morocco? Like, how the hell are we ever going to fucking get out of this situation? So Anna asks Rachel if she can use her credit cards to cover the costs just for the time being. And she would pay her back. Mm -hmm. So Rachel hands hotel staff her personal and her corporate card from Vanity Fair. Oh, no. So according to Rachel, the total charges were more than she made in a year. And now that she's used the corporate card, her job is on the line. Yeah. Right. So after they return back to the States, Rachel starts to contact Anna for the money. And Anna is just like making excuse after excuse. Only $5,000 were ever sent back to Rachel from Anna through a PayPal account because all Anna had access to were credit cards. Upon returning from Morocco at the end of May, Anna relocates uh, from the one lo- the hotel she was staying in to the Beekman Hotel, again managing to book without leaving a credit card on file. 
Around three weeks later, having accumulated a bill of $11,518 and failing to pay despite repeat promises, the Beekman evicted her. Then she stayed at the W New York Union Square Hotel, (laughs) where she attempted a similar scam. However, she was evicted again after only two days. So the Beekman and the W Hotels both pressed charges against Anna for theft of services. At this time, she was also being investigated independently by Manhattan's district attorney uh, for the instances of the bank fraud. Okay. I want to know how she was able to book all these hotels without a credit card. I know. I'm like, it will not allow me to even like like, put a reservation without a credit card. You have to have a credit card number and they have to put a hold of a certain amount. It's who you know, man. Fucking crazy. Yep. Or, hold on. Who you blow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was through these I mean, many... I that, but... Yeah. It was through these many investigations that her friends and acquaintances learn that her wealth isn't the only thing Anna made up. So mm-hmm. was her last name. So her real name was Anna Sorokin. She was born January 23rd, 1991 in Russia to working class German parents. The family relocates to Germany when Anna was 16... After she graduates from high school in 2011, she moved to London for a time to go to school. She dropped out of school, um, went back home for a bit, and then wound up moving to Paris. And that's when she got her internship at Purple. And that's kind of like where we catch up with her is at this moment in her life. Like I said, she was only 22 when she came to the U.S. from Paris. So a grand jury was convened and considered the charges against Anna um, August 2017. Um, It eventually indicted her on two counts of attempted grand larceny in the first degree, three counts of grand larceny in the second degree, one count of grand larceny in the third degree, and one count of misdemeanor theft of services. The most serious charge related to the fraudulent loan application made to City National Bank and Fortress Investment Group, um, with the other larceny charges relating to the instances of check fraud and the incident in Morocco. The theft of services charge was relating to her failure to pay the hotel and restaurant bills. So uh, Anna Sorokin was arrested on October 3rd, 2017 in a sting operation planned by a police officer working with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. At the time, Anna Sorokin was staying at Passages Malibu, an addiction treatment facility in Los Angeles County. Um, The police officer worked with Rachel Deloach Williams, the girl who was with her in Morocco, to arrange a lunch meeting at a restaurant nearby Passages in order to convince Anna to leave. So when she leaves the facility, she was arrested by officers from the LAPD. On March 20th, 2019, the trial date for Anna was initially set by Judge Diane Kiesel. Her defense attorney, Todd Spodek, arranged for a stylist to source outfits for her court appearance, stating that, quote, it is imperative that Anna dress appropriately for the trial. You're fucking kidding. Not at all. Not even a little bit. In response, the prosecutor said Anna, quote, showed more concern for her attire than the emotions of those she hurt and seemed to revel at the plight of her victims. On the Friday of her trial, Sorokin refused to enter the courtroom because she didn't want to appear in her prison-issued clothing and her civilian outfit for the day had not been pressed. Aw, poor baby. <laughs> uh, the judge ordered her to appear, stating, quote, This is a trial. She is a defendant in a criminal case. I'm sorry if her clothing is not up to her standards, but she has got to be here. In Anna's defense, her attorney Spodek claimed that she had been trying to pay back all the debt. He further attempted to describe her as an entrepreneur and even compared her to Frank Sinatra, claiming that they both created a golden opportunity in New York City. 
<laughs> Not even fucking close, Not man. even fucking close. Yeah. No. Yeah. On April 25th, 2019, after deliberating for only two days, a jury found Anna Sorokin guilty of eight charges, including grand larceny in the second degree, attempted grand larceny, and theft of services. She was found not guilty of two other charges, one of attempted grand larceny in the first degree relating to the original loan application with City National, because she withdrew it, so they, yeah, and the one of larceny in the second degree relating to the uh, alleged theft of $62,000 from Rachel in Marrakesh. You sound not guilty on that because Rachel, I'm doing air quotes, everybody. Rachel willingly gave over her credit cards. So she's fucking at fault. What though? Watching the interview with her, though, watching the interview with her, American Express did dispute all the charges and it was removed from her cards. So she did not have to pay. Or her work card? I believe so too. Okay. And she also sold a book deal and is making plenty of money off of Anna. Okay, so you know what? Her. You know what? Fucking God good bless. God bless. God bless. <laughs> so, yeah. On May 9th, 2019, Sorokin was given a sentence of four to 12 years in state prison. She was fined $24,000 in order to pay restitution of about 199000 After the trial, she was initially housed at Bedford Hills Correctional Facility before being transferred to Albion Correction Facility, both up in upstate New York. Sorkin was released from prison on February 11th, 2021. In March 2021, she was taken back into custody by Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, for overstaying her visa. And (laughs) as of the 2nd of April 2021, she was being held in a New Jersey County jail awaiting deportation to Germany. And as of me writing this story or reading the story on the 20th of October 2021, she is still in ICE custody today. Um, Netflix and Shonda Rhimes had acquired the rights to Anna's profile, the one that was written in New York Magazine that I used as a resource for the story, um, intending to create a television series about her. The New York Attorney General's office sued Anna in 2019 using the state's Son of Sam law, which prohibits those convicted of a crime from profiting off its publicity. As a result of the suit, the State Office of Victim Services, OVS, froze $140,000 advance paid to Anna by Netflix, allowing two banks defrauded by her to pursue recovery action. So City National claimed $100,000 and City Bank got $40,000. Netflix agreed to send future payments to an escrow account managed by Anna's lawyer, Todd Spodek, and monitored by the OVS. Between her release from prison on February 11th, 2021 and March 23rd, assuming that this was about her, about the time of her arrest by ICE, Anna posted 63 photos to her Instagram account in like the matter of a month and a week. Yeah. And that is the story of fake heiress Anna Sorokin, a.k.a. Anna Delvey. And let me tell you. Joey's face. Yeah, it's great. But let me tell you, watching the 2020 episode about her, she is interviewed in this episode. She is the most smug, like she does not see anything wrong with what she did. She just thought what she was doing was basically like faking it until you make it. I have to do this in order to be success to be successful. So I have to fake and lie and cheat and steal in order for me to get what I want. And then everything will get paid back and no one will ever have to know. Yeah, she's wrong. Yeah. That's not how life works. No. No. She's such a. See, but here, she has such a punchable so face. She uh, <laughs> she got fined, what did you say, 24000 Uh Fined so, twenty four, and then has the restitution of just about 200000 I was going to say, she can't open a loan for that. Mm-mm. She can't open a line of credit for that. Nope. She's fucking screwed for the rest of her life. Yep. 
And they're shipping her ass back to Germany. Bye. Or, um, I'll be the same. <laughs> exactly. exactly. As, as you will. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. Aww. So that's the story of Anna Sorokin. I feel like I was, like, speed reading that. But it's just such a good story. I was like, and then guess what happened? I mean, Felt you like I was just it kind of fast, but it was very, like... <laughs> And, like, both me and Nikki, our faces were just, like... <laughs> I know. Me and Joe just kept looking at each other, like, what the fuck? How is this possible? <laughs> I know. It's like, okay, so I was thinking about it I today. mean, we work in banking. We know how, like... I know. That's why I'm, like, I just don't even understand. It was so funny, because, like, today on my lunch, I was, like, thinking about the case, and I was, like, thinking it over in my head and, you know, talking out loud to myself, because that's what I do. And I was just, like... Is this what I could have been doing this entire time? <laughs> like, here I am trying to, like, live like a normal person, you know, keep into the rules and, like, do yeah. it the right way. And this is this is where I'm at, man. I'm not, you know, jet-setting around the world. I'm sorry, but have you seen how much, quote-unquote, accountants make? Mm. Like, when they post their, their money for the night? No. Not, not real accountants. You know oh, yeah, about. yeah, yeah. Strippers, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 They fucking bank. And half the time, I'm like, why, why didn't I do that? Yeah. I know. Like, I literally could have had my life paid for. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah. Legit. And be, then... Yep. Be where I'm at right now and exactly. have everything fucking paid off. Yeah. But yeah. So, there she is. Crazy. Anna wow. Sorokin in New Jersey awaiting deportation. Wow. Good riddance. Yep. Yep. So... Bye. Bye. And yeah, you can Good, go look her up right. on Instagram. It's a treat. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Is it like duck faces? Yeah, to the 10th duck degree. Duck face galore. Yeah. So all, yeah. I, all I could think about is that uh, that picture of her crying in the court. Wasn't she crying in court? I, be- I You know what? Honestly, no. She didn't cry at all in oh, court. Oh, okay. She kept like making smug faces. Never mind. I think she, I'm thinking of a different person then. Yeah, she kept making like smug faces. She laughed at one point at Rachel when Rachel was testifying against her and she started crying. I'd want to punch someone in the face yeah it would yeah. make me rage she had like these giant glasses on like and a black choker oh my god <laughs> the visual can you please pull that up yeah so well, good, good job yeah. yeah good job thanks mm-hmm. thanks well, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Bed Crime Stories. Thank you, thank you. I would like to uh, apologize for if I was talking way too fast. I was, like, excited to tell the story, and I felt like I was just, like, telling a story. So I kind of went off on a tangent and spoke really quickly. So I apologize, but thanks. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Find us on social media at mm-hmm, bed crime mm-hmm. stories on instagram and twitter you can find or you can email us bed crime stories pod at gmail.com uh, wherever you are listening to us right now like rate review subscribe uh tell a friend hug your dogs for us and your cats mm-hmm. uh tell them we said hey <laughs> um and yeah i guess that's pretty much it so everybody please be kind to one another please 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 this world is crazy um we love you so so much thank you again for listening we'll see you guys next week but until then sweet dreams our theme song is the song industrial music box by kevin mcleod at incompetech.com licensed under creative commons by attribution 3.0 creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by backslash 3.0.